Hello, Westridge. Uh, my name's Tim. I'm one of the guys that speaks here from time to time. I'm glad y'all are here, and uh, I, I hope by the time we're done, I hope you'll be glad you're here too. I, I know I say that all the time, but I mean it. I really am glad you're here. And, um, anybody who knows my story knows that at one point in my life, after uh, 13 years of being married and two little kids, I found myself uh, single again, so to speak. And after being single again for a while, I uh, was starting to date again. And I was closer to 40 than I was to 30 at the time. So I did what men do under such circumstances. I bought a convertible. Or as I like to call it, my, my midlife crisis mobile. And, and there, was this, there was this one girl, that, that, well, she's a woman, obviously. But she, there was one girl, and, and she was like way, way, I was interested in her, but she was like way, way out of my league. And I was talking to her one day, chatting her up, and she said, oh, I, got, I said, how you doing? She said, oh, I got migraines just so bad, I, I can't even see straight to drive myself to the doctor. I said, well, I... I, 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 I'll take you. I, aren't you. Aren't you too busy? No, no, no. I, I, I'll, make, I'll make time. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. That's so nice of you. And I'm like, no problem. But inside I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, it was, a, it was a warm, sunny day. And I put the top down and put some, some uh, very soothing yet still very hip music on the car stereo and picked her up and took her to her, her uh, migraine doctor's place and he did what, whatever those guys do for folks and, and uh, uh, was taking her on back home and sun was shining and I had my, I had my Maui gyms on and, cool. you know, girl who's way out, of league, way out of my league in the car and thought I was the man. Then the car just sputtered and stopped. <laughs> just nothing. Crank, crank, nothing. So I do, you know, what men are genetically pro- uh, programmed to do under such circumstance. I get out of the car and I pop the hood and I stand there and I look at the engine. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> Frankly, I didn't even know what I was looking at. But just what you do, right, guys? You, you, your car stops, you, 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 you pop the hood, and you, and you stand there and look at it like, like you have some idea. But I didn't. So so called the tow truck, much to my chagrin, and tow truck driver gets there, and he was like the nicest guy in the world. And he's like going, well, how are y'all going to get home? And I said, well, you know, we'll call somebody or call a cab or whatever. And he goes, no, 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 let, let me drive you. So we'll drop your car off at the shop, and then, and then, I'll, and then I'll drive you both to wherever, wherever y'all live. And I'm like going, oh, man, this is not how I intended for this to go. So, uh, but, I, but I couldn't say no, so we, so I, so we hop in his tow truck and taking the car to the shop and drop the car off at the shop. And then we hadn't been, we hadn't been pull out of the driveway of, the, of, of my mechanic's place for more than two minutes when my cell phone rang. And it was my mechanic, and he goes, I, 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 Tim, I, 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 I know exactly what the problem is. You were out of gas. 
apparently my fuel gauge wasn't working correctly. Uh, I said it was a convertible. I didn't say I was rich. It just... It, it, Needless to say, it kind of put a damper on things, and I did not make a love connection. But there's a point, and we'll get to it in a minute. Today, talking to you about something. Last week, we talked about, about how maybe the most important thing in the world is holding on to some words. Holding on to some words from the Lord that I believe He speaks to each of us if we have the ears to hear it. And I believe the most important thing in the world is every day to hold on to some simple yet mind-bending, heart-melting, life-changing words. Uh, when God says to you, no matter what, I love you. And no matter what it is we think we need or what it is that we think it's going to take for life to be like we want life for it to be, I really believe that holding on to the reality that, that I'm loved as I am and not as I should be. Because I don't, I don't stand before you this morning as someone who is as he should be. In fact, I don't. Stand anywhere any day as one who is as he should be. I believe that's the fundamental fact of my existence. And I want to hold on to that. But, but, but there's another reality I want to uh, encourage you to hold on today that's almost as important. And it's based on this thing that's said in the Bible that I got to warn you, it's, it, 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 at first blush it seems a little scary. The Bible says this, look what it says in Ephesians chapter 6. Speaking to folks who are uh, trying to follow Christ with their lives, it says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood alone, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil. Wow! I mean... That's heavy stuff. I realize you can go, oh, well, it's just Bible, church, you know, religious talk. Blah. Well, maybe. But if that's true, it's saying that there are unseen things. There are unseen entities and forces and powers and, 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 and beings. Uh, and every day we're involved in a kind of a struggle, a kind of spiritual battle, if you will, for, for our hearts and, and, our, and our minds and our lives and the hearts and the minds and the lives of the people that we care about and our world. And, now I, and, I, and I do realize that, that these words from Ephesians seem kind of out there to some folks and I understand that. But it's what Scripture teaches and Christ followers down through the ages uh, attest to it. And whether we know it or not or whether we're comfortable with it, uh, or not, there, there's unseen forces in the world, and they're not all benevolent. You know, a lot of folks like to say, oh, I'm spiritual, I, I, I'm very spiritual. We don't like to think of this aspect of spiritual as much. So today, in light of this rather sobering, if not a little bit uh, scary uh, reality here, is I want to talk to you about the most important thing to hold on to when it comes to addressing this reality. 
And I really believe that the most important thing when it comes to dealing with the spiritual realities of day-to-day life, I believe the most important thing is uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know as soon as I say the power of the Holy Spirit, some of y'all who don't know me would say, oh no, we got one of those preaching today. You know, one of the, like, you know, like, like some of the guys you see on TV or certain kinds of churches that have certain kind of services where folks keep getting knocked down and then getting up and saying they're healed and stuff like that. And don't worry, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not knocking those guys, though. I mean, when it comes to things of God, I pull for everybody. But that's not my thing. I'm just here today to say that, that uh, a life that's not empowered by the Holy Spirit is like my car that day. Doesn't matter how good the car looks or what kind of horsepower or torque you got under the hood or how jamming the stereo sounds, doesn't matter. No gas, no power. And uh, I'm just going to end up getting towed and not be able to get a date. And, 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 but, and, the, and the stakes are real high on this, y'all. Uh, the stakes are real high on this. See, see, we're not meant to just spiritually survive. We're, we're meant to thrive. I quote these words a lot from Jesus. They're some of my favorites. John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I've come. He's speaking to, to you and to me. He says, I've come that y'all would have life and have it to the full. And notice what he doesn't say. He could have just said, I've come that you'd have life. And that'd be good news. But he, he, but he, he, there's, he, he reiterates what he means is, I've come that you'd have life and have it to the full. And full doesn't mean, you know, no pain, no stress, no worry, no doubt. Full doesn't mean that. Full means full of joy and, and, and peace and direction and purpose and meaning. Anybody in the house today who your life is just, just you, you have too much of that. You're overstocked. You got too much. Me either. Uh, Billy Graham said years ago, he said this, and I quote, 90% of Christians live lives of frustration and mediocrity because they don't access the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to his disciples before he left the earth physically, he said, he said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So let's talk about the Holy Spirit's power uh, in a spiritually complicated and dangerous world. First thing we need to know is, is that the power of the Holy Spirit is the power for us to find our way back to God. Something you might have never been told if you're a Christ follower or and something you need to know if you're not a Christ follower yet is this. The darkness doesn't want you to be one. Look at these words again. Another passage of scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says this, the God of this age. And notice when it says the God of this age, see how God is little g you see that? You can say yes, no, or I don't know. Can you see that? Okay, just want to make sure, because that's not a typo, okay? Typos are okay, but that's not a typo. 
there's a point and we'll come to it. It says, uh, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. And see what this is saying, y'all. Is what it, says, it, says, it says when somebody hears about Jesus, about the grace and mercy and love of God and this call of God in your life to turn from a direction of, 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 of self-absorption and, 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 and self-centeredness and, 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 and self-directedness and, and to have this Jesus person become the Lord and leader of your life. When somebody hears that and says, well, you know, that's okay for somebody else, but it's, but it's not for me. Or when somebody says, well, you know, okay, but I, I don't really need that. I'm a pretty good person. Or somebody says even, well, nah, not right now. That's what the Bible calls being blinded by the God of this age. And see, the little g God of this age is the head honcho of the spiritual darkness. And, and I know it's kind of a heavy thing, but when a person refuses or rejects or, or even just says, maybe later, to the good news of this person called Jesus, they're not, they're not just saying no. To Christ, they're saying yes to the little G God of this age, and makes no make no mistake about it. The little G God of this age wants to keep us forever separated from the true living big G God. Jesus said this, he said, uh, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of water and of the spirit. Flesh give birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. What does that mean? Good question. Thanks for asking. Here's what that means. That, that means your mama's got to give you physical birth, but somebody else has got to give you spiritual birth. And that person is the spirit of God. Holy Spirit. Bible says it as clear as it gets in Acts chapter 2, 38. A lot of scripture today, but hopefully it's making sense and fitting together. Uh, repent and be baptized. Repent. See, repent is not like feel bad, put yourself down, beat yourself up. No, no. Repent means do a 180. Repent means I'm going this way with my life, a life of self-direction and self-absorption and self And it says repent means like doing a 180 and turn in the other direction towards somebody else. That's what repent means. And be baptized. There's, I, I know y'all got a, a baptismal service coming up on uh, April 26th. I asked, I asked uh, uh, Greg, I said, uh, uh, well, what do, you, what do y'all call that, that big weekend where folks get baptized? And he said, we call that baptism. <laughs> Man, y- y'all are slick. I mean, the marketing that went into that, like... Man, repent and be baptized, every one of you, not some of you, every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is, is not only eternal life, but his, his never will I leave you, never, ever, ever, never will I forsake you presence within you. And, I, and, and when I tell folks or people, we're talking about this church and talk about the, the God's presence within us as, as the Holy Spirit, a lot of people come to me and say over the years, they've said, you know, well, I, I, I get that theologically, but 
I, you know, I, I understand intellectually, but how come I don't feel any different? How come I don't feel the Holy Spirit in me very often? And what is, what I usually say is, I, I, I usually don't either. It, and, it's, and, and to make things worse, I look at my own life and I see a lot of the stuff that I do. And I'm like, man, it's hard because there's, there's stuff that I do. And, and, I, and, I, and I say to myself, how in the world could I be like that? How, how could I do that, let alone keep doing that if, if, I, if I know God? And it's like, and there's times that I feel like God's spirit isn't even in me. But when I, when I get to feeling that way, I, I'm, I'm so glad these words are in the Bible too. Look at this from 1 John. It says, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we, and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Even if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. I know myself too well. My own heart condemns me. But God's greater than my heart. And I don't belong to him because I've got my act together or because I feel a certain way now that I'm trying to follow him. I belong to him because he's holding on to me. And I'm trying to hold on to him. Because you can say for you, but I'll say for me, he's, he's my only hope. And uh, while we're on the subject, don't answer this one out loud, but do you know it? Uh, do you know he's your only hope? Or, or, or do you think your hope is going to church or praying or being a good person or, you know, helping little old ladies across the street or, you know, Whatever. No, I, I, I really believe my only hope is the life and death and resurrection of this Jesus person and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. And, and I didn't figure out this thing on my own that I'm loved as I am and not as I should be. That's the power of the Holy Spirit drawing me back to God. And that's one of the key things. Holy Spirit's power is power of God to draw you back to himself. So that's the first thing. Then here's the second thing. Wouldn't it be great if once we were drawn back to God in, uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, wouldn't it be awesome if, if, if like the spiritual battle was over and you could just cruise through life spiritually, always winning, always feeling good, always making God-oriented choices and everything going your way. I wish that was true, but y'all know it's not. Which brings me to the second thing, and that's the Holy Spirit's power. Is the Holy Spirit's power is the Holy Spirit's power to overcome evil in our lives. And I know when I say overcoming evil in our lives, that sounds pretty dramatic. Uh, but but think, think about it this way: um, Why do we have this stuff? You know, we have this stuff because everybody in the room knows something. Everybody in the room knows there's these invisible things. You can't see them. You can't, you can't touch them. You can't, you, you, as far as I know, they don't, you, know, you can't smell them necessarily. That They're invisible. And uh, they're like just kind of everywhere. And some of them are benign. Some of them are not, not a problem. But some of them 
can make you real sick. So we have this stuff, right? You know, we got this stuff and, and, and because, there, because there's these, these invisible things around us. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, like I'll shake hands and somebody just sneeze and I feel like putting this on my face a little bit too. But uh, uh, in, 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 anyhow, I've had a lot of, I'm, I'm a counselor and I've had a lot of people come into counseling lately and say, oh, I didn't go to work today or I didn't go to school today because I was feeling sick, but I came to my appointment anyways. I'm like going, oh, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> For that, and uh, uh, no, but but see, you know how it is. There's just stuff that can't be seen, and it's not all good, and it's just how it is. And and I realize that some people really struggle with this, but most of us don't get up in the morning and go, "Oh, crap, man, we're surrounded by germs." It's a serious deal, but you, it's just a reality you learn to deal with. But see, the 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 spiritual germs, so to speak that we're surrounded by, don't, don't, don't try to infect us physically. In a matter of speaking, they speak to us. And we find ourselves in certain circumstances and, and evil says, lash out. Evil says, put down. Evil says, disparage. Evil says, be racist. Evil says, keep all your money for yourself. Evil says... Don't help that person out. Just keep going. Evil says, ignore the poor. Evil says, let injustice continue. Evil says, gossip. Evil says, be materialistic. I mean, take your pick. But God's spirit, he's not visible, but he has some things to say too. John 16, 13 puts it this way. He says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all truth. He speaks to us through his word and he speaks to us through other people and he speaks to us through promptings and leadings and other believers and, and then we're, when we find ourselves in those situations and he, and he says to us, don't hate, love. Don't, 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 don't cheat, be honest. Don't, 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 don't be vengeful, be forgiving. You know, help that person in need. Encourage that person who's down. Be generous, sacrifice for the, for the good of other people. Don't keep your money all for yourself. See, see, see when you, see, when I, I tell my boys, I have boys who are, my, my sons are 23 and 20 now, but uh, a saying we had around our house when they were growing up, as I always said, I said, I said boys, ne- never resist a generous impulse. See, when, when you get an impulse for good, it's not just an impulse for good, I believe. I believe that that's at least potentially a leading from the Holy Spirit himself. And the question is, are we going to listen to what he's telling us to do? See, there's this word in the, in the Bible, in the original language of the Bible, you know, biblical Greek for New Testament anyways. Um, and and, 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 and uh, the, the uh, biblical Greek word for, for the word obey is a word that in Greek is pronounced this way, uh, hupakuo, hupakuo. And, it's, and hupakuo is, uh, well, just for fun, somebody say hupakuo. Hupakuo, you can say it like a bird call if you want. Hupakuo, hupakuo. Um, hupakuo is a, is, a, is a composite of two words. Maybe you can hear it in there. There's, it's, it's a composite of the word listen, akuo, you know, like acoustic, right? Yeah. And somebody's going, oh, ding. And yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. It's where you get, and, and, and the word hoop is like, 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 it's like the word from which we get sub. It mean, the word obey means to, li- to listen under. To listen under the Holy Spirit, what does that mean? No, to listen under somebody means to put yourself under somebody's command, under somebody else's direction. Hupakuo. 
And see, God, the good news is that, is that even though we're, there are certain germs in this world, there, there, there is no situation that you're going to face where it's impossible for you to hoopakuo. Bob puts it this way, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such that's common to man. And God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape also that you will be able to endure it. And no, it's not fun to think that there are forces in this world who want to mess up my life. I don't like thinking that's true, but I take heart because God tells me in his word that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I'm just going to say it to you. If, if, if you're in Christ, greater is he that is in you than all of the spiritual junk in the world that's trying to draw you down. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And this is so important today. And I'm not thinking about anybody in particular, I promise. A lot of y'all I know, a lot of y'all I don't know. But odds are pretty good. There's folks in this room right now and, 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 and we're doing messed up stuff. One choice at a time. And we aren't doing the hoopakuo thing in this area or that area of our life. And we have our self-justifications and our self-exonerations. But the bottom line, what it comes down to is, is, is we're not listening. We're not listening to the Holy Spirit of God who's saying, Hey man, don't go this way, go this way. And we're not listening. And when that happens, all sorts of... Stuff can go haywire in our life, if not sooner or later. But I just want to remind you, there is always power to overcome evil in your life. And it starts with Hupakuo. And he'll empower that. So, so the power of the Holy Spirit is, is power to draw you back to God. The power of the Holy Spirit is to help you overcome evil in your life. But the power of the Holy Spirit is also not meant just like for your own, like your own personal Jesus thing. The, the power of the Holy Spirit is, is power to overcome evil in the world. See, the, the spiritual power he wants to give us is not just for our own sake. It's about our world because in our world, everybody in this world knows excuse me, in this room knows that we live in a world that is marred by injustice and poverty and suffering and oppression and prejudice and hunger and spiritual lostness. And the, and, but the good news is the Holy Spirit gives each of us abilities and talents and resources to do something to counteract that evil. Jesus has said real plain, look, look what Jesus said. I mean, this, again, this might bother you because it sounds kind of old school, but if, if, if this bothers you, Take it up with Jesus because he said it. I didn't. He said this. He said the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And let's be really clear as a church. We do what we do to address the needs of a hurting world. Not because we're trying to be good or nice or compassionate or charitable. But because we're trying to be empowered by the Holy Spirit who calls us to eradicate evil. And the suffering caused by it. I love these words in the Bible. Look what it says. 1 Corinthians 12. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Now to each one, of, to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. The manifestation of the spirit. What's it talking about? It's saying that, that, that God gives to each person who comes to follow him in Jesus time and talents and resources for 
let's just call it the Jesus mission in this world. And, and, when, and, 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 when, when, and when we're trying to walk in step with the Jesus mission, we're not just doing right things. We're not just doing good things. We're not just doing generous, charitable things. We're, 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 we're working in God's name to break the grip of spiritual darkness on our planet. And I don't know about you, but that sounds to me like a pretty good reason to get out of bed every morning. How about you? Do, do you know? Do you know that you personally are called and empowered and equipped to do something about the evil that grips our planet? See, I don't stand here in front of you this morning like I understand the Holy Spirit or His ways completely any more than I understand internal combustion engines. I just know that engines need gas. And I need the Holy Spirit. And here's a quote I heard a long time ago that still does something to me every time I hear it. People who make opportunities for the Holy Spirit to speak to them know that the Christian life is a continual adventure. It is full of surprises, thrills, challenges, and mysteries. Open your mind and heart to the leading of God's Spirit. He's more wonderful than you can imagine. And he's attempting to communicate with you more often than you know. And so here's just one simple as it gets truth from today's message about the power of the Holy Spirit. It's what we all need to hold on to. To find God and to overcome evil in our lives and change the world. And here's one as simple as it gets takeaway from today's message. And I challenge you even as I challenge myself. How about this week? Just one time each day you simply say to God. You say to God, Spirit, Holy Spirit. Help me to hold on to you today. Help me to listen to you today. Because I need your power. Everybody here knows life's hard. And so many times it seems like the darkness is winning. There's times it seems like we're surrounded on all sides by hurt and pain and tragedy and loss. And there's times when pain rolls all over us like a big old 30-foot wave. And our hearts break. But the good news is that God is not out there, up there, over there, somewhere. If we're in Christ, if you're in Christ, He's within you. And He's holding on to you all the way. And that no matter how rough life gets and how tough life feels and how low we tend to sink in various things, there's one who's holding on to us. That even in the worst of moments, we are held We are held by someone who will not let us go. And uh, in the words of Forrest Gump, that's, that's all I have to say about that. Let's pray. God help us. You don't need anybody to tell you life's hard. You know. You've been there. You've done that. More than any of us could ever understand. Life's hard. But help us to know that we are never on our own. That because of how you are, because of your Holy Spirit, we are always, always held.